Welcome to the Garden Table Podcast. My name is Julia, and I wanted to invite you to have a seat at this table. Come sit with us over a cup of coffee while we press record on these conversations. At this table, we taste and see, receive visions and dreams, and experience abundance. We were invited first before we ever took our spot. At the head of this table is a man named Jesus. At your own table, find him there sitting with you. Thanks for joining us. Now let's get into this garden table conversation. Welcome to the very first recorded conversation at the garden table. This feels like an extension of a miracle we've been living in because I'm getting to be at this table with my mom. Hey, (laughs) y'all. To introduce y'all to my mom, she is not only my mom, but she is a wife, a second grade teacher, the very best cook around. Love that. And my favorite thing about you is that you are a woman of faith. And mom, I would love for us to talk about your story, to retrace what we have seen the Lord do, talk about our relationship as mother and daughter, and just get to talk about the Lord's heart for family. I'm honored to be your first guest and share my story to hopefully inspire others. Mm. To start, mom, I would love for you to share what growing up looked like for you, what your experience was with church and what your view of God was. Okay, so I grew up going to church every Sunday, um, went to Wednesday night services when we were um, probably in middle school to, uh, yeah, about middle school range because we went through confirmation. um, And that's when, you know, I would profess my faith and say, I believe. Um, But it was almost a, um, not a forced task, but it was just, it was the, it was a routine and it was just, there wasn't anything really different about each Sunday. It felt like it was the same thing over and over and over. And I believed in God. Um, I just felt like there was something missing and I never really knew what it was. Um, but I did enjoy going to church and I, Um, I think it's just because I knew that I had this belief. Like I said, it just seemed like something was missing, and I just wasn't really for sure what it was. So um, enter uh, several, several years down the road, and we'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you met your husband, my dad, in college. And soon after college, y'all got married and soon after that y'all had me and y'all decided to raise me in church you also decided for most of my childhood to put me in a private education which offered a religious framework worldview in the education and I wanted to ask you what made y'all decide to do that Well, um, really to be honest where we live the public schools were not really the best schools to be going to. Um, But we did like the idea of having religion in the curriculum Mm -hmm. because we always had faith and we always believed and we thought it was important that we had that instilled in you as well so that when um, maybe you had questions, those answers could be your teachers could help you with that or even 
um, going to church with your classmates during school time. It just seemed like it was something normal and natural to do. Yeah. Um, so it was important for us to to have that faith at a young age and so that you wouldn't question or wonder, well, what is this? Why do people go to church? What is all this stuff? When it was just something that it was just part of our uh, every everyday life. Yeah. Do you feel like your view of God was the same during those years of me growing up? Or do you think it shifted at all? I think it probably shifted a little bit. Um, I, again, it was kind of like how I grew up. And mm-hmm. I. it was almost like it was what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that at times you got a lot more out of it than maybe I did. Um, I enjoyed watching you learn about it. Um, so that was a little different that I got to see it through somebody else's eyes mm-hmm. on on what you were learning and, and how you were learning it. Um, but it just, again, I, it was kind of sad because I wish there was more and it was just, um, this is what we're supposed to do. You know, yeah. good people go to church and they yeah. raise their family in the church. And it was just, uh, I wish that what I'm seeing now, how different things could have been, mm-hmm. but it was all in good timing. And, and this is how it was supposed to happen right now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I'm so grateful that you guys did decide to involve God in my life at such a young age and that I did have that framework and you did put me in an environment where I could ask questions and learn more. And when I did get encounter with the Lord and I started a relationship with Him, it's so cool. We were talking about this quote earlier we were at a women's conference this past weekend, which is very significant that we are recording this conversation coming from the women's conference because so much of what we want to share and talk about is what happened a year ago at the same conference. But um, at this conference, one of the speakers talked about how we live life forward, but we look at life backwards. And I think that's so true when you do say yes to Jesus and start walking with Him and start a relationship with Him in the times of your life when necessarily you weren't walking with Him or you Mm -hmm. weren't communing with Him or you weren't in intimacy with Him. The Lord is so, so, so sovereign and He's in every single detail that you can look back in your life and be like, whoa, like, Lord, you were there in that moment and that moment, and you were pursuing my heart, and you were searching my heart, and you were revealing yourself all around me because He is ever-present, and His presence is all around us. And so that has been so cool for me, even though I wasn't in a relationship with the Lord and I wasn't communing with Him in the ways that He so desires for us to. Growing up, I can retrace and see so many of the moments when the Lord was there and just how his hand was over every single moment and that he doesn't waste anything. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think when you think back, like you just said, is um, I didn't know what the Lord was doing at that time, Mm -hmm. but he knew that it was important for you to be with him. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, slowly you would get to know him better. And so um, it was hard for me to see that now, but I, or back then, but I can see it now that that's what we were supposed to do. And that, you know, you were supposed to be in the school that had religion and because that helped you who you are now, but it also introduced you and kept Jesus in your life. Yeah, absolutely. 
So when I was 12, we ended up moving states. We left everything that we ever knew. We left our family, we left our friends. And y'all allowed me so graciously to start attending public school, which in the moment, I just thought I was saying no to uniforms and was just getting and to... And got to wear nail polish. Oh, yes. Makeup. Flip-flops. Oh, yeah. Uh, yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> so many different The things little things. That I was so excited for, but truly had no idea how much the Lord was going to use that decision and just getting to be in that environment and meet so many different people. So I went from attending a school where there was maybe 350 kids, I think, in the whole entire school. Right. And maybe 50 kids in my grade. Yes. Even that to having 430 kids in my grade alone. Mm -hmm. And so truly I was exposed to so many different beliefs. I started having several different friends just invite me to their churches and just started going with them regularly and was really curious during our first year of moving here. It was a really hard year for us because we had left our family. We had left everything that we had known and just grew up with. And so it was really hard. And I'm so, so grateful for those friends and families that the Lord put on my path because they truly did just take me under their wing. And when their church doors were open, I felt like I was always there with them. And I was getting to experience and see things for the first time that I hadn't prior to just being in these environments and these different places. I saw kids being interactive during worship. I saw people expressing worship and praise and adoration to the Lord. I saw people taking notes on a journal, people carrying a hard copy Bible into church. and It wasn't robotic like it felt. Yeah. For me, anyway, growing up. like a routine Mm -hmm. where this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But there was just like a hunger and a thirst that got me so, so curious. And it was a year of just attending different churches, uh, just seeing different friends live out their faith. And I know we've talked about this before, but I was just very also confused. I was like, man, like there's this one book and it's called the Bible, but there's all these different denominations, all these different belief systems. What do I believe? And I was coming to face with these questions as a 12-year-old also. Middle school is so hard because Mm -hmm. you are realizing that the Lord has made you in a certain way, and He's put things inside of you, and you have all these different options of what you can put your identity in. And I was facing that as a teenage girl of like, okay, is it going to be boys? Is it going to be being popular? Is it going to have these certain friends? Is it going to be looking a certain way? And I remember I was faced with all these different options and I saw some of my friends choosing Jesus. And I was like, this is so interesting to me that my friends who are living the same days that I'm living in, having the same struggles, but they have this hope, this joy, and this light about them, and they're choosing a man named Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. what is this about? It was so cute, like confusing to me, but I was so curious. And so kept going to church for a whole year, enter into my eighth grade year, and I was at a middle school retreat and just a message. It was truly a message about the Great Commission. It was about the hope and the name of Jesus and how 
we are invited into a relationship with Jesus. And I remember hearing those words and just being undone by them. I just remember weeping and being like, wow, like for a whole entire year, I've known the name of Jesus and I've had this glimmer of hope. And, but he's been inviting me into a relationship with him the whole entire time. That's what he desperately wants. That's what his what his blood was shed for, for me to experience this relationship. And I've just been denying it. I've just been just waiting. I've just been waiting for the certain moment. And it was like, the Lord was like, you don't have to wait any longer. Like you can just say yes to me. You can just fall into my arms. And so made that decision when I was in eighth grade and come into high school, truly just like denied discipleship. I was half in and half out of my faith and everyone who says that and talks about being half in half out we really know that we can't be half in right. half out and so truly like I was just being conformed to the things of this world and I was living in so much sin and just was lacking discipleship because I didn't choose it and my identity was not secured in the Lord whatsoever <laughs> it was secured in many other things and but I still was hungry. Like I still knew what happened when I was a 13 year old girl. And when I met Jesus in that room and I couldn't deny that and I couldn't escape that. And I remember the Lord tugging in my heart over and over and over again, but I continued just to choose shame and guilt of what Jesus had already paid for, what he had already told me that I was washed clean from. But I remember I just kept choosing the voices of deception. I kept choosing the enemy's narrative for my life pretty much all through high school. And then come to college and I just remember the Lord placed such a group of people in my life that showed me his forgiveness, showed me his love, showed me his mercy, showed me his grace. And so again, like I was coming to know Jesus more. And I remember when the Lord encountered me, when I was 13, I wanted to go overseas Mm -hmm. right away. I wanted to just be able to share with other people the name of Jesus. And I remember all throughout high school, I wanted to go. I kind of talked to you and dad about it. And you guys were, especially you. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little on the um, hard pass side because (laughs) the idea of Julia going somewhere, um, especially a third world country um, with people that maybe I didn't even know, instead of having faith, instead of realizing that this was on her heart, um, she tried to tell me. I just wouldn't listen because I was being selfish. Um, but yes. Well, I'm so grateful it was a no because something that I feel like the Lord just showed me over and over again is his like first commandment that he gives us after like the commandments and like his way of like our relationship with him is he the first commandment like his first way that he enters us into is like his design for relationships and for families and the first thing is honor your mother and father and I would always come back to those words and just be like Lord it is so hard to honor them right now <laughs> I feel like you're calling me to this but knowing that like again the Lord doesn't waste anything it is so his sovereign and perfect timing and so your no was me honoring that and just being like okay Lord like I trust you and also in high school like yes I was wanting to go but I'm so so grateful the Lord ended up not opening the door 
in your heart to like release me to go because I honestly would probably have just taken it for granted. I probably... The experience would have been a lot different. Oh, so much different. And so I'm so grateful just for the Lord's timing. And so coming to college and it was just really, really just impressed on my heart for my summer after freshman year to go somewhere and I had no idea where and it ended up being Africa for the whole entire summer and um, during that time like leading up to Africa I again like truly was just knowing the Lord getting to know the Lord more through the relationships that he had placed me in but also like had was still believing so many misconceptions that I had about the Lord, had a lot of misconstrued views of the Lord, uh, felt like I wasn't fully putting my trust in Him. And just like you said earlier, like you felt like you were missing something. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was missing something too. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And honestly, like my first response was like, I need to be doing more. Like I need yeah. to be involved in more things. I need to be reading my word more. I need to be praying more. Like, obviously, like, this is my fault that I, like, <laughs> like I'm feeling like this, there needs to be something more. But what I realized coming to Africa, and I just, like, love the Lord's grace in this because He doesn't have to do this in Africa. He can literally do this anywhere, and it just happened that His grace was for Him to reveal Himself more and for me to see Him rightly and through a fresh revelation of who He was in Africa. And so while I was in Africa, I felt like the Lord was just stripping me of so much of who I thought He was. And He just showed me like the gift of the Holy Spirit, how He just want is like so about just like dwelling so intimately with us that like part of the resurrection and the blood that he poured out for us was so that he could dwell with us again and mm-hmm. that he could be inside of us and the same power that mom's song just got Sorry. we are ready for dinner <laughs> <laughs> um but that the same resurrection power that raised jesus from the dead lives inside us mm-hmm. and so the lord was just revealing so much to me it came out of that summer and one of the things that he really revealed in my heart and just started moving my heart towards his heart was that he desires for every single person to call upon the name of Jesus so that they will be saved and that he desires to be so intimate and so close with every single person and throughout these years from us moving different states and from me coming back to Africa I was just doing all this on my own I was going to church on my own and just getting to do it with friends, getting to do it with other families. For you, what did you think, like, during these years of, like, oh, like, she's going to church with this person, like, she's talking about this, like, she's going to Africa, she's coming back from Africa, she's talking about all these different things. What did you think during all of that? Well, a lot of it was um, that I kept thinking, oh, this is just Julia's thing. This is, she's just, she's doing this and, and, Maybe I should be involved. Maybe I should be interested in, but it was her thing. This is what she's doing. Um, she's doing it with her friends, and I don't want to go to Africa, but I, it, this is something that she wants to do. So, And she would tell me about her experiences, and they were all so amazing. And um, I guess deep down, maybe I was thinking, well, these should be my experiences too, but apparently I just wasn't there yet and my eyes weren't open yet and so I was very proud of the fact that you were going through this um I just uh, now look back and think gosh 
I should have been more involved, but it wasn't my time yet. And it was, I think, important in a way that you did experience it kind of even on your own, even though you were with friends, because it got you to where your faith is right now, which has helped me get to my faith now and a year ago. Yeah. And I think it's so cool because the Lord was like moving my heart to his design and his ways for family and for all people to be saved. And I remember like years of going to church and like doing it on my own and having these conversations with you and so so badly like would love for you to be like oh man like let like I want to do that too but what I'm so so grateful for mom is like throughout those whole entire years and through just like me you created a space where I could be so open for you yeah so open with you and like also just like share my experiences and not feel like I had to filter them and like also I would love to encourage anyone who's listening and is talking to a family member or even talking to a friend or a stranger who might not be in relationship with Jesus or walking with Jesus that you don't have to filter your experience with Jesus when you're talking about it like truly like you can so openly just talk about Jesus and not be preaching because I felt like that was such a big thing is like I am still like learning from his word I'm still learning who he is I'll always be doing that for the rest of my days and the Lord doesn't need us to preach at people. He right. can explain it for himself. Like his word is so true and it is a living truth that like he can just do that on his own. And so I would like to encourage anyone who's listening, who is having those conversations and is feeling coming into the conversation, just like with discouragement and just being like, Oh, like I have all this pressure of saying the right thing, but like truly like all I felt like I could do and like this was so cool because you just created a space for it all I felt like I could do is just like share my experience of being like yeah I feel like the Lord's telling me to go to Africa or like this is what the Lord did in Africa like this is the signs the miracles the wonders that I saw him do like this is how I'm here like hearing his voice right now and it was just so cool because you just created that space and you were so open and just made me feel so safe and I know there could be some people listening that maybe don't feel like they have a safe place to talk about it but truly like in conversation like we can just talk about our experiences knowing that we're not trying to enter into a debate but we're just trying to like just talk about our experiences and like who we are in the Lord um but yeah so I felt the Lord like moving me to start praying for you consistently because he was praying for you consistently and his heart was after yours and so I was like whoa like why haven't I been praying for my mom to like (laughs) start coming to church with me and I kind of felt like like you said like it was just my thing it wasn't your thing and so it was separate and I honestly like wasn't convicted or moved to like be praying I'm like wow like this is a this is a burden for the Lord like this is something the Lord desires and so why am I not agreeing in his will why am I not agreeing in his desire to be praying and like just be invited into interceding for you because Jesus was and so started praying for you consistently three years ago after coming back from Africa and again just in conversations would just tell you what I was learning what Mm -hmm. I was experiencing with the Lord how I felt like the Lord was telling me to go to this place and this place next and again like you just were listening and just just always so open and then a year ago 
I invited you to a women's conference that my church was having and you said yes. Having I said yes. I had no idea what I was getting <laughs> myself into. Um, I knew it would be a good weekend to spend with Julia. Um, yeah. I just knew it was... Uh, I worked all day Friday and and had to go Friday night, and it was probably going to be a late night, and then it's all day Saturday, and I'm just (laughs) like, what did I get myself into? But I also knew that it was something that was important to Julia, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to honor that and um, try to have Mm -hmm. an open mind to spend a a nice weekend with Julia, and little did I know. (laughs) What the Lord was going to (laughs) do. Exactly. (laughs) And that is something that I also so, so thankful for is you have just always said yes to any of the things that I've had going on in my life. So if I tell you it's important to me, I want you to be there. You always show up. You always say yes. And that is something that I'm so grateful for. And so you saying yes to spend a weekend with me honestly wasn't new. And yeah, so true. going into that weekend, <laughs> I truly felt like I didn't go into the level of faith that like the Lord was inviting me into that weekend because I truly just was like, I don't even know if mom's going to like this. I don't know if you're going to be present. I don't even know if you're going to be listening. Like, what is this going to look like? And then it was a Friday night session. And then, like you said, most of all day Saturday and truly watching you in every single session watching the Lord move your heart, watching Him speak to you, watching you respond in different ways. I remember like coming into the last session and just being so blown away by the Lord. And I remember asking the Lord, like, Lord, like, what do I do? Like, how do I respond to this? I don't, I've never had truly these conversations with you of what is the Lord speaking to you? What what has He put on your heart? And I didn't know how to guide that, how to direct that. And I was like, Lord, like, give me the words to say. And I just felt the Lord's sweet comfort of him saying, Julie, like, you're going to lead your mom through this. And the last session was the session where they opened up the altar where a group of women just lined the front of the auditorium to make it available and open for anyone who wanted to receive prayer to go up to lay hands to receive prayer and now mind y'all during this time friday and saturday there were lots of tears being shed down my face <laughs> but they were good tears and it just was yeah, what did you feel in it that was moment? like or in those moments a bunch of just release and Mm -hmm. it was like all of this came flooding out but then so much more was coming in Mm -hmm. and it was um like scales julia's said this to me before scales being removed from her eyes Mm -hmm. to where she can really see and excuse me and that's it was it was like all of a sudden i could see and i could feel Mm -hmm. things that were really there, but I never knew it before. So all of these emotions, good emotions, they were good tears. They weren't bad tears, but it was just a flood of, oh my goodness, this is it. And then Julia invites me down to the altar. Yeah. And it's cool. Like we've talked about what the Lord has done over this past year. And in 
that weekend so many different times. And we actually just remember today that that message was all about sight and vision Mm -hmm. and so much how, like you said, like you felt like the Lord was removing scales off your eyes and you're beginning to see him rightly and you're beginning to see everything that he had to offer you and like wanted to give you, invite you in and how like his love was after you and his heart was after you. And so I looked at you and I was like, mom, do you want to go up to the front with me? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) She really did. You really shook your head and said no. And I could tell that was a response out of fear of just Mm -hmm. being like, I don't know what's about to happen. I don't know what's going on inside of me. I know something is going on inside of me, but I don't know how to respond to it. And I just looked at you and I was like, mom, like, you don't have to be scared because I'm going to do this with you. Like, I'm going to go up there with you. And I remember you saying, I thought I was a believer. And I just like remember being like, mom, like it wasn't that like you didn't have faith in God. It wasn't that you didn't believe in God, but that you've had a fresh encounter with him. You've had a Mm -hmm. fresh revelation of who he was and who he is and what he's done for you. And you have to respond to that. Like you can't leave this room unchanged like you are forever changed and you want to respond to that you want to start a relationship with him you want to start walking with him you have been touched by his love and that beckons a response from us yeah uh even if we aren't looking for it and so and I told Julia it's like the arms were out Mm -hmm. and he was he was waiting for me to reach out and grab his hands and it finally happened it was pretty much in that moment and mom you know what I think is so cool about that is like his arms were never not open for you. Right. Like your whole entire life through my childhood, through you being the amazing mom and wife that you are, his arms were never not open to yeah. you. It was more so, I think, for both of us in a lot of ways of just seeing him not in the way that he is mm-hmm. and just how his arms were always open to us and that we just need to receive that and just to fall into his arms. And so we ended up at the front and I love so, so, so much how the Lord is just so in the details and how when we do get to reflect and retrace, we can always pinpoint his fingerprints and how he is so in the details and how he just cares about the little things. Like he's He's not only like the God of immeasurably more and in the big things and like does far more than we can ever comprehend, but I think it's also so sweet that he lets us into the things that like our minds can comprehend. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so beautiful how the lady who ended up praying for my mom and laying hands on you, her name's Donna, and she is the age where she could be your mom. Mm -hmm. And this whole entire year, Donna has just invested into your life and you've gotten to invest in Donna's life. So she's become a spiritual mother for you, Mm -hmm. a mentor. Y'all do small groups together. You serve together and she's just your friend. And so y'all hadn't met before her laying hands on you and she laid hands on you and just started declaring things over your life, started showing you truly like how salvation belongs to the Lord and how you've received his salvation and who you are now as a new creation born again. And yeah. And so she laid hands and then we go back to our seats. The conference is over. I look at you and I'm like, what do you want to do now? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? (laughs) And I was like, well, how do you feel about getting baptized and just showing to 
anyone and everyone what it looks like to be born again. And we know that's what baptism is. Mm -hmm. It's not what we need to have salvation and receive salvation. You already received salvation. You already said yes to Jesus. You already gave him your life. You laid down everything for him like he had done for you. But it is so beautiful, just the picture of baptism and just getting to share that and profess the name of Jesus for all to see and to say, yes, I've made the decision. I'm born again. And what the water just like reflects and mirrors of how like our life was buried with Christ and we are we are risen with Christ in the resurrection. And And I think I was scared to say yes, because Mm -hmm. I was baptized as a baby. And so it was like, well, but I've already been baptized. Mm -hmm. But then just it's almost like being reborn again. Mm -hmm. And this the Holy Spirit is comes flooding in. Mm -hmm. And it's like making that proclamation and making Mm -hmm. that known to people that your faith is is here and we yeah. want we want you to share that. Yeah. So and so I love the one thing that you requested with getting baptized was that I would be in the water with mm-hmm. you, which besides the day where you I got to go to the altar with you that day, hands down one of the greatest moments of my life of just getting to experience that with you and just get to be in the It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and so that was just so like so so special to me. And I like I will always remember it. I'm so grateful that you invited me into that moment with you and that we just got to experience that together. And so after that, that was two Sundays after that conference mm-hmm. and truly what I'm, I'm all in. You are all in. <laughs> and that is what I've just loved getting to witness in your life, Mom, is that truly from that women's retreat a year ago, every single Sunday, you show up to worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it is the coolest thing ever also. <laughs> every single Sunday, getting to be in a service with you and worship alongside you and get to just worship the King of Kings, the name that is so worthy together. Uh, that's the coolest thing. There's nothing like worshiping next to yeah. you. <laughs> and you've been at every single Sunday. I don't think you've missed a Sunday. I don't think I have. The whole entire year. Yeah. Uh, and you serve at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are part of small groups. Yep. You have just um, dove into your word with friends. You've asked questions. Um, and something else that I have to just say that I admire so much is that like what I said in the beginning, one of my favorite things about you is that you are a woman of faith. And since you have just like come into relationship with Jesus, you have been operating in your gifts of faith by the Holy Spirit. And that's just been the coolest thing for me to watch as well. And a year ago, you were working in a completely different place. Mm -hmm. The Lord put on your heart after this women's conference weekend to start praying about leaving your job and going to a new place, which is something that I had never heard you talk about and something that the Lord prompted your heart and you're praying for. And then he opened up a door and then you were in this new place and you've been working at this new place and just watching you being so obedient and so faithful and just a woman of faith has just encouraged my faith so much. And I've just seen so much more of the Lord by getting to see you walk with Jesus, which has been like the greatest privilege of my life, truly. Um, I wanted to hear just like ways this past year with walking with Jesus, with getting to know him more, what 
are things that he's revealed to you and how have you seen him in a new way recently? Well, obviously the the biggest way is definitely through the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I just remember it was a message a few weeks ago. Um, it, it, we're in a series called You Asked For It, and then it was about the Holy Spirit. And the uh, pastor was talking about how we know God the Father and we know God the Son, but how do we really know the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. And um, just having that moment at the women's conference a year ago, it's and then I went through another uh, small group where I could really sense and feel the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And just having that in my life is has been a privilege for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I'm a very worrywart person, and I'm trying mm-hmm. really hard not to do that anymore. But having that Holy Spirit gift, mm-hmm. like, it's okay. You can let things go. Yeah. You can... Trust me, it, it things will happen. Things will get done, and yeah. so that's been a, a, a bigger part mm-hmm. that I've noticed as I've been able yeah. to try to let things go and rely more and trust on Him mm-hmm. because He will provide. Yeah, and I can definitely testify that I've seen like so much of just a shift of you walking by the Spirit and you just walking in so much freedom and like the f- more freedom that the Lord has invited you in and just the ways that you just trust in his peace you mm-hmm. trust in his spirit you lean on his voice you let go of things you respond to his promptings and that has just been a really sweet thing for me to watch of just your relationship with the holy spirit and just the ways that you continue to just ask for more and to seek more yeah. and I really, really just love watching you do that. Thank you. Well, the other thing is, too, just honestly um, reading the Bible. Um, It's truly amazing how um, simple some of the words are and Mm -hmm. how they really pertain to my life and everybody's life if Mm -hmm. they would just be willing to hear it. And specific passages are like, what? That's what it really says? Mm -hmm. It it really says that? And it really (laughs) is pertaining to me and and how I'm living my life and how things are really going to be okay because it says it in there. Maybe not that exact word, but still (laughs) along those lines. That is the Katie Simmons Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that's been really neat too. Just But hearing it from going to church and Mm -hmm. being able to underline those verses in my Bible that Julia got for me, by the way, um, <laughs> and being able to go back and, and say, oh, yeah, I remember when that was being said mm-hmm. and and reference it to something else. And so that's been yeah. a really cool part of this journey as well. Mm-hmm. I love when Jesus talks about who's going to inherit the kingdom of God and he calls us to be like children. Mm-hmm. And so much of just his design is that he's adopted us into a family that we have received a spirit of adoption that mm-hmm. we get to cry out of the father to him that he has called us to be his children that we are citizens of heaven now we have a new bloodline we have a new name he's given us a new name and so much of what i see in your life mom is childlikeness and how you approach the throne of grace with such confidence but you also approach it with so much childlikeness of just and this is something even before this past year of even when I just would share testimonies that you truly take God God at his word Mm -hmm. and that you've come to him as such a child and just with open hands and just anything that he says you believe it and that's been so 
so wild for me to watch you read a word from his word or hear something at church and you just have like this awestruck of just being like whoa like that's what he says so that's what is done yeah. like that's what is supposed to happen and that has just like strengthened my faith and just I feel like has allowed me to be like oh like I'm complicating it too much like I'm trying <laughs> to make it something that it's not but just truly take the Lord at face value and what his word is has just been has been so sweet to watch and just get to see you live that out and so I have to encourage you with that just like I see childlikeness in you and so much of just the ways that you just continue to say yes to him and so I just have to honor you so much from a year ago where we were and just you saying yes to coming and and I'm so glad that I did I'm so so (laughs) grateful that you did too and this past weekend of just getting to be where we were a year ago and recount the Lord's faithfulness. What did it feel like for you (laughs) to be back in that room a year later? Well, it was, it was amazing. It was, um, I did wonder if I was going to cry as much as I did. And I did a little bit, but again, they're all good, happy tears, but it was really neat too, because there were other women that remembered that this was my year and they honored that too. And were very excited for me. And I knew that they were praying for me too. So it was just, and again, my eyes were open and my ears were open to hear more and see more and feel more. Um, I was more confident in my faith if, if that is such a thing. Um, but it was just really neat to just go back and look and see, wow, this has really happened to me. All these incredibly cool, amazing things have happened in a year. Yeah. Um, and I got to experience it again with you, which was really even yeah. better. It is crazy what the Lord does in a year. Yeah. And one of my favorite things was like what you said of just so many different women who know both of us that Mm -hmm. we get to do life with, that we get to see every single Sunday and truly how the Lord's design is that the body of believers would, we are part of the household of God. So we are family and just how so many different women came up to you. Like you said, and were just like, happy one year. I'll never forget your story. Like, how are you feeling? Like what, like what are the emotions that you're feeling? And just, that was like, so, so wild for me, honestly, just to be like, wow, like, Lord, like, we're not only fully known and fully loved by you, but, like, we get to see that through other people, and just, like, getting to run this race together, to walk with the Lord together, that we get to experience more of the Lord's love, and I felt that so much this weekend, which is how encouraging everyone was, and just, like, the love that they showed us, and so I am so grateful for this past weekend, and just getting to do it again with you, and I'm so I just thank Jesus every single day for what he's done this past year and knowing that he's not done and knowing that for the rest of our days, we just get to serve Jesus alongside together. And I'm so excited just to keep doing it for the rest of our days and just keep learning together and keep growing and just get to worship Jesus together. Yep. It's a good feeling. (laughs) It is, for sure. Well, Mom, thank you so much for sitting down and just getting to press record in this conversation. I love you so much. I love you, too. I'm so, so proud to just call you my mom and to be your daughter. 